that be? Shorts. Hey, I'm Drew, and this is Devin. Hi. Socials and services available at beardandthebeast.com. We don't have time for long intros. And you know why, Devin? Why, Drew? Because we're doing something we've been wanting to do for a long time, and that's watch and discuss short films. And of course, those require short intros. Makes sense. For this episode, we've partnered with the Foggy Island Film Festival, and we'll be discussing three pieces that'll be shown at the festival. This online film festival will be free and streamed on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Foggy Isle Films, October 2nd at 6 p.m. PST. This festival will showcase the best in weird and dark or horror comedies. A full lineup of films available at foggyislefilms.com. All right. So I've, I've had privilege to going to a Foggy Isle Film Festival. Or yes. Yeah organizer Ashley Good's previous film festival and actually a pretty good time with a very good selection of short films some of them very disturbing and some of them very disturbingly funny I am looking forward to these films that we'll be watching today and then of course come October 2nd when we watch all of the like the full lineup I am looking forward to it that being said it'll take too much time now this will be a different format than what we usually this one will be lacking spoilers as much as possible. And other than that, where our commentary will probably be... Would you say short? <laughs> yeah, pro probably short. <laughs> <laughs> it's relative to the film length, usually. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Right. So I believe the first film we've watched is a film called Lucid. Directed by Deanna Milligan, Ray BC, where I am. So I wouldn't be surprised if I, I noticed a few uh, either locations or people. You know, I mean, you're familiar with the region as well. So I am. Quick synopsis of this a 90s art student digs deep behind her artistic voice, expressing it in a truly bizarre and gorgeous, shocking and delighting those who underestimate it. This should be interesting. I'm getting a goosebumps vibe from the uh, quick description. Yes. I think the, the first thing that stood out to me about Lucid was you often hear talk about uh, period pieces. Yes. How 50s was that? How 1300s was that? Et cetera, et cetera. And for the at least the first half of Lucid, I was feeling like, how 90s is that? Yeah, the the punk, like just that punk intro is like that perfect callback. Yeah, and it was um, it was all over the place. I, when we watched this, we're like we kind of picking out some movies, like scene choices or inspiration that we think it could have been pulled from. And I was thinking like there's some feeling of Requiem or even Darko. Yeah, yeah, it was shot really well. I was captivated through through it. I think the the shot choices, like I said, the, those just the way the close ups were. I was super engaged with how that how that was done, and it did really well at building up the tension. I think so. What what I liked about that tension is it didn't it didn't hold it taut for the entire thing. It it had this ability. This piece it had this ability to get it nice and taut get you wondering where it's going and then give you like 
a good guffaw or a chuckle. Like yeah. the dark humor uh, littered throughout this piece. Just excellent timing. Yeah, I agree completely. It was never... Nothing felt out of place. I think uh, it's amazing what, you know, just some small indie developers can do. It looked amazing. The tone felt right to me. Definitely wasn't as goosebumpsy as I thought it would be from the base description. Yeah, but I mean, those like synopsis always have <laughs> yeah. that kind of like back, goosebumps back, back cover kind of feel. Yeah, but it did leave me with some goosebumps. Hey, <laughs> I, this this had a lot of there was a lot thrown into this, but it didn't feel jumbled. Mm -hmm. One of the things I kind of thought is it it had a feeling of going between like the coming of age '90s flicks, and it would yeah. shoot back and forth to like. Oh, now it's I'm kind of in this experience that's much like a, like a drug drug addled, '90s flick. Yes. And then, now I'm into that like '90s drama, and it kind of like back and forth. Like, it was definitely it was dedicated. It knew what it was, and it pulled it off well. Yes, I agree completely. Yeah, I never felt confused. It knew exactly what it was wanting to be. And mm -hmm. said it it hit those beats very well. It felt, you know, it had that nineties punk and kind of that entering a school atmosphere to that drug adult type thing. Train spotting would be another example that comes to mind mm. in that era, right? So that train spotting requiem Donnie Darko feels it captured it very well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I when, would... when we were watching this, you even you at one point, not to give the spoilers away. Uh, what, what was it you had said? Oh, yeah. I went to an art school, and that's not even... Like, this doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just say there was a, a level of pretentiousness that was well-criticized via this this piece. And yes. I, I definitely appreciated it. Yeah. There, there was definitely kind of... Uh, it kind of made me relive a teenage stick it to the man kind of attitude I used to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, that was pretty awesome. And <laughs> overall, I don't I don't think anyone who's fate of heart, it's a bit bloody, but not overly gory like that. Definitely comedic. Just the right amount of bee horror in the in the the bit that is bloody. Yeah, without being cheesy or campy, I like that. Yeah. So the the second of the three short films that we had took in was Mort Through the Looking Glass. This was directed by Luke Whitmore of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Unfortunately, I'm not very familiar with Manitoba, except the time drove through it to uh get to a ska festival in wisconsin yep. <laughs> i spent uh, a few days in downtown winnipeg that's about it <laughs> so this film is about an unemployed office worker during the covid19 pandemic it takes some much needed time to reflect while reinventing the perfect work as a glorious hilarious take into just someone 
going a little off with all of the self-isolation <laughs> that's happened. Um, you know, nice one-man show. I was laughing throughout. <laughs> I I don't want to give away too much, of course, no spoilers, but there, there was definitely a moment in this that was kind of peak entertainment for me. I mean, plainly tell that this person is going a little bit off from the isolation, but even so, his like, his giant, well thought out monologue just ends up being a kind of a you suck moment. Yeah. When he's in this this place that he is. I I was I was grinning throughout Mort through the looking glass. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Didn't know what to expect with it, but um the title suits it well. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I, I find amazing about that one is, um, or one thing I found amazing about this piece is, it took me like three quarters of it to go. Wait a minute, it's just a like a, a one person crew. Yeah, and I think total there was four people who worked on it. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what it looked like in the credits. So, but is is near I could figure it, it was it was mostly this guy. Shots, angles, lighting, and kind of kind of gives me some obvious projection from the filmmaker as to what's what's going on in life, kind of embedded in this piece. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I might be way off and in insulting a person, and I feel bad if I do, but uh, I, I think it captured the feelings a lot of people have had over the last uh, way too long. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel that. <laughs> of course, this one was a bit of a shorter page piece, so there's not too much that we can say without uh, giving away too much of the film. I laughed. I laughed a lot. I It hit the right spot. <laughs> it's one of the things that I like uh, about the, the quality of films that ends up getting shown at Foggy Island. They all tend to be self-aware. They know what they are. Yeah. And like Ashley does a great, great job, I guess, curating, I guess you would say mm. the submissions to make sure it suits the theme. Yeah. And as what was shown in Lucid and here with Mort through the looking glass, like you can see, you can see that quality. Yeah. Very impressed with, with the films. It's, oh, it's, nope, I lost my point. Ignore. That's okay. It'll get out of doubt. <laughs> All right, and the last film that we watched was directed by Tristan Risk of Vancouver, BC. It is called Reptile House. This is about a man looking to buy a snake gets far more than he bargained for as he is drawn into a mysterious woman's home of exotic reptiles. Truth be told, I always wanted a snake, but there's also a certain stigma about being the dude with the snake. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, 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 t I tell you what, I... I actually really adored Reptile House. Yeah. It's um it, there's there's a there's this like entertainingly campy quirkiness to mm. it. Simple, straightforward. I actually got almost some buffy vibes. Like some of those monsters of the week do do similar type. Oh no, yeah, you're right. I definitely right. I'm wondering if it had if that had also has something to do with like the the writing of it because mm. there there definitely was a not in that same kind of like late 90s early 
twenties teen like Buffy writing style, but there was there was something about word choices and the writing of it that gave it yeah. that feel of like, oh, you're you're in the vampires lair like lair dwelling and they're monologuing it. Yeah. I very much felt that one it is everything about a good creepypasta. Okay, yeah. It it's it's short. It knows exactly what it's doing. Again, it doesn't miss the mark. It knows exactly where it's going. Holds on it just as long as it needs to. Makes sets everything up, pays it off right away. Hard to explain without really spoiling anything. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I, I know it's difficult for us because we usually do a full spoiler podcast, but I, I may yeah. have, I promise <laughs> Ashley that we'd be we'd be good boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unlike when we're on her podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing, one other thing that I really liked about it was the, I kind of noticed when we were, we were watching Lucid, like the, like the design, the clothing choices. Yeah. I, for some reason, really liked it in this reptile house. Mm. It's the, the characters in this were wearing exactly what you would assume they would wear. You're, yeah. you're able to get a feeling and a, <laughs> perception of them that's accurate based off of um like established biases biases based on people wearing said clothes like that type of feeling you get they kind of I, like really lay led into that stereotype yeah uh, i think you said it very well when we first met sasha mm. <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's definitely looking to pick up a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nope, that's that's the image you get. It's exactly what it was. The other character you know, has the exact look. You know where it's going. Like you said, just the costume is done, done really well with it. And the acting is done really well, too, with it. So I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, well, it was def yeah, it definitely fit and was at the level of the piece. So I, like, it suited it well, like, I, like finding that uh, puzzle piece is where it needed. Yeah, that's something I have to say with all all three of these films. They they all knew very much what they were doing. I was never taken out of it. In fact, every one of these pieces drew me in in their own way, very well. Well, that's that's what I like to accent to accentuate that based on something that was mentioned within Lucid. I wasn't thinking about what I ate for breakfast or what I'm doing later or what I'm doing 20 minutes from now. It's actually fully wrapped within these films. I feel yeah. bad for using that terminology <laughs> uh, for reasons <laughs> that you'll know when you watch Lucid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a special extended version of Bat Bee Shorts, socials and services at beardyandthebeast.com. Buggy Isle Film Festival, October 2nd, 6 p.m. PST, twitch.tv Foggy Isle Films, with a full list and schedule at foggyislefilms.com. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all there as we're likely to be. Yeah.